Hi everyone and welcome to the Hardcore Podcast where we get in hardcore with dancers from all around the world and have a really open and honest chat about ballet training and the highs and lows of being a ballet dancer, trying to become a professional ballet dancer or a dancer in general. I'm your host Romy Dare and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast. Um, in today's episode I'm joined with Isabel Falcus. <laughs> Hi Isabel. Hello. Um, shall I call you Izzy? Yeah, Izzy's fine, Izzy. <laughs> okay, perfect. That sounds good. Um, yeah, we'll just get straight on into the quick fire round so the listeners can get to know you because, you know, just so they can get to know you. Um, oh. so the- question is where do you train um so i've just finished my first year at elmhurst ballet school hi everyone this is future romy here just wanting to add this little bit of info in um when izzy just said that she's in her first year of elmhurst just reiterating that it's her first year of upper school and she in fact started in year 10 so she's been there for three years now and we just wanted to re- make sure that it's kind of clear that um I guess some of like her issues with food and stuff like that actually started in year 10 so not recently um but yeah just thought I'll add that in and I hope you enjoy the episode nice okay um what would you say your favorite style is and why so definitely ballet mm-hmm. um that's just been my passion my one passion since I was probably about eight mm-hmm. um but I'm also really uh getting into contemporary as well uh I'd quite like to start doing a little bit more contemporary I'm really enjoying it yeah oh yeah I felt this yeah it took me a while to like get comfortable with contemporary yeah definitely yeah <laughs> um okay so what point shoes do you wear so I've had like a bit of a journey with my point shoes um mm-hmm. it took me a while to try and find the right shoes for my feet because obviously um I have a metatarsal injury so it's been difficult to try and find like shoes that support my feet but then don't press into my injury so um I've tried freeds um I quite like freeds but they weren't spot on I've yeah. been in I've been in Grishko's but I've just recently found um the brand R class yeah and they're just gorgeous I love them yeah yeah that's nice I think they're the same like that have you heard of energetics yeah 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 and Russian point I feel like they're kind of all quite fairly similar yeah I think they're very similar to Russians yeah 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 I feel like they they might have they might be all owned by the same company I feel like I yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah well that's that's really that's cool I've never actually known anyone who wears our class but yeah you know, love um, them. <laughs> okay so what is your favorite leotard and uh, that you own uh so I recently discovered this like sustainable ballet leotard brand it's an American mm-hmm. company called Residence Athletics mm-hmm. and the shipping was kind of pricey but it was it was worth it you know I'm trying to 
look more into uh, sustainable dance wear. Um, I'm just, I'm really passionate about uh, supporting the environment and everything. So uh, yeah, I, but it's such good quality and like so comfortable. Mm. Um, it, yeah, I pretty much live in it. It's just the comfiest leotard I have. And you know, I love the yeah. colors as well. I've never really had a green leotard, so. Mm. It's um, a nice yeah, I like it, yeah. Mm. Okay, so what's something that you've been loving recently or a favorite quote? Um, in, for a quote, I, I really stand by uh, the quote that everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I feel like um, I've been through some tough things, but something good has always come out of them. Mm -hmm. um, and also I'm all about kind of turning bad things into a good thing. Yeah. I guess. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. Nice. Um yeah, I completely agree with that. I like yeah, I feel like I feel the same way. Um okay, so let's have a chat about I guess like lockdown, the current kind of situation. I know that I guess like I'm pretty sure like the rest of the UK except for Leicester is in lockdown. So mm -hmm. um yeah. So yeah, just tell the listeners what you've been doing either when you were in lockdown or like what you're doing now, kind of how you got through it because we're kind of getting out of it slowly. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I feel kind, I feel selfish saying this because obviously we're in lockdown for not a very nice reason. Like there's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, going through an awful time right now. Um, yeah. I think for me it's been a bit of a godsend really um mm -hmm. with my injury I've just been able to kind of work at home at my own pace mm -hmm. um and yeah it's been nice to I feel like I haven't really since starting full-time training I haven't had the time to properly spend with my family um I mean you know like in the summer I'm usually at all the summer schools and things so yeah, yeah it's been nice to spend a lot of time with my family but mm. yeah it's just being able to work at my own pace has been really yeah. important for uh kind of managing my injury at the moment I'm I had my injection not long ago so it's been good to kind of rehab my injury slowly and mm -hmm. yeah yeah and kind of strengthen my body a bit as well nice yeah that's yeah I think it's hard because obviously like everything that's happened is like really horrible like in terms of like the yeah. coronavirus and oh. that you know it's awful kind of what's happened but I think for I mean not just dancers like there'll be so many people like this time has also been like a break from the craziness of the mm -hmm. hustle bustle of you know everyday life some yeah. people it hasn't but um I don't know like I feel like yeah it's for some people it's been what exactly what they needed um mm -hmm. so I think it's great that people can find a positive side to that because yeah. I know you know there'll be so many people who like obviously I'm not saying that it's a positive thing but like like trying to find the silver lining of the situation 
Exactly. Um, yeah. Even though it's unfortunate that not only have like so many people lost their lives and got ill, but more, I guess, closer to home for dancers is, you know, we haven't been in training and that's a big thing for us. Mm, but definitely. I think, yeah. you know, hard thing to navigate, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's like the first kind of first part, I guess, of the, you know, what I like to chat to my guests about. Um, but now let's talk about kind of how you, like your journey to going to Elmhurst um, and kind of your journey at the beginning of Elmhurst. How was it like moving away from home? Yeah just chat about that cool so I started full-time training when I was uh like 13 or 14 I think so mm -hmm. I think usually people well most people at school joined when they were in year seven so obviously like yeah it was quite difficult at first because everyone had kind of already made their friendship groups and everything and I was yeah. like always like very shy and quiet and mm. yeah um but uh yeah it was a big transition completely relate to that um I only started full-time training at 16 and I guess like those people I knew had who had been taking ballet very seriously from a lot of a younger age than I had like you know similar to how you're saying I feel like I only started taking it seriously at like 13 14 um so actually a bit later although it's something I'd always love to do it just never was something that I kind of thought I guess could be a career um but what was it like moving away from home like for the first time because well on your YouTube channel you kind of talked about your journey with I guess your mental health and mm -hmm. your relationship with food um and kind of like did moving away from home how did that affect that did was that like the snow I don't know was that the I don't want to say like the trigger of it all but you know did that you know just chat about that in relation to that. yeah <laughs> yeah so um I guess living at home I've all my parents have always brought me up um, mm -hmm. on a really healthy diet I've they never labeled anything as good and bad so I never really thought of uh, food in that way I've never really I didn't really know a lot about diet culture or anything um, mm -hmm. I've always I was brought up with a really good relationship with food I guess and when I moved away from home um, yes I didn't have my mum cooking my meals all the time and mm -hmm. I had to make decisions for myself and mm -hmm. uh, yes, being surrounded by um, a lot of dancers who were obviously a lot of dancers are conscious of their body image and weight and things. Um, so yeah, I really started to kind of question, oh, is what I'm eating good for me? Should I be looking a certain way uh, as a dancer? And uh, I guess I didn't really have a lot of uh education on proper nutrition um mm -hmm. i didn't really understand how to fuel my body properly um so yeah i just 
started kind of comparing my meals to other people and um you know eating all my meals in an environment where there were girls who were obviously quite insecure about uh, their own bodies and what they were eating and they'd uh, make comments about uh, I should I be eating this should I not mm. um, and yeah that was I guess kind of a bit of a trigger for quite an unhealthy relationship with food um, and obviously um, I wasn't used to the amount of time spent in a studio um, you know looking at yourself in a mirror all day every day like I found mm. that quite difficult with all the uh, pressure of being in such a you know mm-hmm. that kind of environment mm-hmm. um, as a you know everyone's kind of wants to be their best and I guess um, at that stage I um, I just wanted to uh, kind of prove myself like being new to the school I just wanted to kind of uh, yeah prove myself really improve um, kind of catch up with the other girls and you know I think I went about it the wrong way mm-hmm. um, yeah um, I thought yeah I think that's really like quite common in a sense especially when you're coming to a place that's somewhere that's new um and it seems like you know when just like talking that you felt kind like you know you felt maybe behind the, your peers yeah definitely the, yeah because I think you know it's hard if you're coming into a school I, I can't imagine what it must be like coming into a school where the majority of people had already been training for full-time for a certain amount of years oh, and you, yeah you haven't um and you know people have their friendship groups people are kind of set in their ways you know um so I can imagine like that and you know that's something I struggle with too so I completely relate um but yeah how I I don't know like did you feel like you kind of mentioned how other people's like comments and remarks about food eventually Mm -hmm. kind of changed how you felt about I guess food or maybe um your body but were I don't know how to explain it except that were people like aware of what they were saying I think like or like because I know some people will say stuff but it's like more of a I don't want to say attention seeking because I think it's really hard because obviously you don't know what other people are going through um but sometimes, I don't know, like, do you think they're aware or did they think it was normal and that they should be engaging in this? I don't know if you've had ever had that conversation with, you know, friends and stuff about that. Yeah, I mean, I think this is why there needs to be a lot more uh, education on nutrition uh, mm-hmm. for dancers because I don't, I don't feel like people really, uh, I don't feel like a lot of dancers really know what Mm -hmm. a healthy relationship with food is and especially uh with the whole kind of stereotype ballet body Mm -hmm. where you know dancers are really long and lean which you know everyone's different and also I think there's such a um yeah there is like that kind of want 
there's a real want to be uh, a really skinny and lean dancer but if you look at all these like amazing professional dancers like Marilena Nunes, Misty Copeland, they're built like bricks. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to be strong. I completely um, agree with you there. I think it's difficult, especially with social media, of people, you know, are comparing themselves as they are, you know, whatever age, comparing them to not only other people their age, but to people that are younger than them that maybe haven't grown they haven't you know gone through puberty yet um or mm. you know they might be delayed um or they're comparing themselves to professional dancers that have been dancing for so much for so much longer than they have been so obviously their bodies are going to be different because they've been athletes for longer they're you know they might be more defined because they've just been training more than you have. Like, yeah, definitely. And I think that's something that it's very easy to get caught up in the whole, yeah, like comparing yourself to others. And I don't know if you felt that, you know, were there people in your class or in your school that I guess you wanted, like you'd compare yourself to, whether it be in terms of dancing or um, how they looked. I don't know if that Mm -hmm. was the, ever played a part I think kind of being uh new mm-hmm. and um I kind of felt like everyone else was obviously more experienced so obviously I like kind of looked up to everyone else I felt mm-hmm. like I was kind of just like this new uh an experienced dancer girl I just wanted to mm-hmm. uh be like everyone else and mm-hmm. uh you know um and yeah, I really did compare myself to other people. And I think that is the worst thing that you can do. Because yeah, definitely. Everyone built differently. And, mm-hmm. you know, trying to lose weight to look like someone else, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's not healthy for you. If you're comparing your meals to someone else's, everyone requ- has different nutritional yeah. requirements. You've got to find your balance and uh, do what works for you. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have the fuel you know you're just going to make yourself weaker you're not going to become a better dancer Definitely. you've got to work for you so that you can be the best dancer that you can be mm. I think that's yeah I think it's very common um especially well particularly my experience of I guess other dancers comparing I guess what each other ate if that makes sense yeah yeah. It's very strange, um, and I think everyone's kind of aware, like, everyone's always very aware of, like, other pe- what other people are eating, like, um, which I guess is fine, because sometimes, I guess it's important to have an awareness, because sometimes, you know, people could be um, purposely under-eating, but then mm. if you, no one's aware of it, then you can go unseen for so long. But mm. Yeah, definitely. There's also then the hard thing of, like, well, you can't be comparing what you're having to someone else's because you don't know what they had for breakfast. You don't know what they had as a that you don't know if they snacked or with whether they didn't or yeah, yeah. So, and you know, as well. And so. then everyone needs different things. Like some, obviously, I'm not a scientist. Like I don't know, but like through, I guess everyone's bodies are different. And I guess through research, like I know some people's bodies prefer. And also taste like some people will prefer to have maybe a higher fat meal during the day and then 
maybe have more carbs when they get home or yeah vice versa like there's so I guess so many different ways of having like a varied diet and I think yeah people have to although it's hard especially if they're people who you might I guess look up to or want to be like them whether it be physically um or technically you Mm -hmm. want to kind of copy everything they do that sounds really strange um but I've definitely I mean we spoke about this before in terms of like the whole social media thing um like how people this I don't know whether you like seeing that but like in terms of I guess young girls asking other young dancers what they eat because they want to look like them it's like yeah definitely um, I, um yeah the other day I actually had a message from a girl saying you know uh, what workouts do you do what what can I eat so that I can look like you um you know and you know that really upset me because I was like you know you're gorgeous the way you are and you know if you eat like me that's not going to make you look like me you know you've got to find your balance and do what works for you yeah so different and you know what works for me isn't going to work for everyone Mm. and also you know you're going to get pretty you know it's not healthy to want to look like someone else you need to learn to accept you for you and work on your body and make it stronger Mm -hmm. you know yeah just don't compare yourself guys yeah Yeah, because then it just becomes a spiral an unattainable spiral because you're literally never going to look like so and so and I mean it's the same for not only just like wanting to know what other people eat um in order to look in order to maybe look like them but also working wanting to know like you just said what workouts they're doing because first of all everyone's body kind of depend like they could do a workout and not burn the same amount that you might have burnt um Mm -hmm. because you know has their body composition their effort like there's so many things that go into things like that like do like you know what I mean like you can never like doesn't matter whether you copy someone's workout routine and diet because they're just two factors of their whole lifestyle you don't know whether they you know maybe they're they do more walking around their house like there's so many like little just little things like that maybe mm. I don't know how to but you know what I mean like it's not just and then genetics plays literally the majority of the role like first like one thing for sure is like that you know so many people want to have abs like visible abs and um literally that is genetics like I'm sorry like <laughs> I hate to break it to everyone out there who's trying to do Chloe Ting's ab workouts in like <laughs> Like, I don't know what it is, get abs in, like, two weeks. So that just makes me... How do you get abs in two weeks? I don't know. Someone let me know. Magic. (laughs) But, um, no, it just makes me laugh so much because it's literally genetics. Um, Like, for the majority of the time. Mm. Obviously, there's, yeah, but you know what I mean yeah just you don't I mean you can want to build your own strength uh, and you know work for you but Mm -hmm. just 
to want to look like someone else it yet for one it's unachievable mm-hmm. um and two it's just not healthy you just need to learn to love yourself i guess 100 percent. yeah definitely um yeah that's exactly it um okay so maybe i don't know like for the listeners i think it's kind of be, be interesting if you go maybe like more in depth on so you know you started elmhurst and Mm -hmm. you started i guess like hearing things and seeing things from the way like other people had a like spoke about food and their bodies um Mm. where did that take you essentially yeah so um you know i started elmhurst i was like right this is the year I want to really improve I want to get to the top of my class I just want to be the best Mm -hmm. um and I was just you know doing everything that I could and obviously not being that educated on nutrition um I didn't really understand uh how to fuel my body properly and at the same time I was obviously trying to um I don't know I, I wanted to lose weight uh, to kind of achieve that stereotypical lean, uh, skinny ballerina body, which, by the way, um, is not, like, true, you know? Your ballet dancers need to be strong, um, mm-hmm. muscular. You need to build your strength, especially, like, when you're still growing. Like, it's, you know, it can cause all sorts of issues if you're not fueling your body um, properly. Yeah. Um, and you know not being nourished properly is just going to make you weaker uh you need to fuel your body put loads of uh fuel in so that you can build your strength so that you can become a a better dancer um yeah um I guess sorry I went on a bit of a tension that's okay that's fine (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and also there was um, there was quite a manipulating person in my life uh, that was just having a big influence on the way I saw myself. It was someone that made a, a lot of comments on my appearance. Um, one of my peers, uh, yeah, not a nice person. They're not in my life anymore, but mm-hmm. I definitely, definitely think that they had uh, a really big impact on the way I saw myself. So. Okay. Yeah, just my advice would be to just if you feel like someone's uh having a really manipulative effect on the way you see yourself and it's not healthy, just distance yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh I think that played probably one of the biggest roles in, okay. in my views. Um yeah, and also just uh yeah, mainly comparing myself to others and just uh Mm-hmm. comment that that horrible person said to me I guess um, yeah. and yeah just a lack of education on nutrition mm-hmm. um and it did eventually come to a point when I just you know um uh, my my motivation wasn't to become a good dancer it just everything just became about my appearance yeah. and it became an obsession and mm-hmm. You know, at such a young age, that is so dangerous. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I became really poorly. And um, 
I just felt like I had to drag myself through each day, you yeah. know, it was, it was horrible and it was a really lonely time as well because I felt like uh, I couldn't, like no one could really relate to what I was going through and um, also, yeah, I felt very isolated and also because mm-hmm. when you don't have um, the correct nutrition, it really affects like your mood as well and you know it affected um relationships I didn't want to socialize Mm -hmm. um yeah it came to a point I was just like I can't do this anymore like you know it was a really difficult time um so anyway the school obviously eventually noticed um there were some people that really did try and support me Mm-hmm. um I my family were probably the best um they mm-hmm. probably helped most um you know they always brought me up with a really healthy diet and it was kind of when I moved away that's when all the issues started yeah. so when they found me, they were so so supportive mm-hmm. um that I did see a kind of therapist lady um I wouldn't say that she was the best help. All she really did was like give me a meal plan mm. and take me off dance. And mm. you know, that kind of just felt like a punishment. Um, I think what really helped me was to um, kind of, I think social media. I, I mean, I know there's a lot of um, misleading mm. uh, influences out there and that, yeah. you know, a lot of, uh, things about diet culture and everything and you know that can be really misleading but I think if you follow the right people um like nutritionists and there are some youtubers out there that have a really great uh relationship and way of kind of talking about food uh Sarah's Day I don't know whether you yeah I love Sarah's Day (laughs) yeah she honestly helped me so Mm she has the way she speaks about food in such a positive light about it being this amazing you know nourishing thing um Mm -hmm. how it really has a positive effect on your body and you know it makes your skin glow you know it gives you loads of energy and obviously she'd been through quite a bumpy journey with food herself so um I felt like I could really relate to her and to kind of Mm -hmm. um hear about her journey into becoming mm-hmm. a more healthy person mm-hmm. and um yeah she just had a really well she really has a positive uh yeah 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 and it kind of just uh she really helped me to change the way I saw food mm-hmm. um yeah and she's really balanced and I think that's yeah like yeah. I said yeah, yeah. it's really good important mm. I think there are a lot of people on social media that are very vocal about having a good relationship with food. And I think like for me, like I completely agree, like it, like it's so helpful to see people who, and even like I have, like I have have a friend who is um, like, it's so interesting to hear and like speak to someone about stuff like this, who has kind of never gone through like the, dodgy part like you know the like the rough patches yeah they're having not a great relationship with food because I think um when I was at, like in training 
a lot of people like diet culture was very prevalent in terms of how people thought about things although I wouldn't say although I don't think it affected everyone in a massive way but people still talked about it and people still talked about food guilt and you know demonizing certain foods and stuff like that which you know we all know shouldn't be thing it's not true nothing's good nothing's like nothing's bad essentially some things um might be more nutrient dense and provide your body with different things but nothing's inherently bad for you mm. um but i have a friend who i guess never like she had grew up with a lovely family giving her like so she had a always has had a great relationship with food um and exercise and it's so nice to kind of see someone and talk to them about stuff like that when it hasn't and they're like they're positive about it like do you, you know what I mean? um and i think it's just so great to even sit and like you were saying people on sit like sarah's day who talk about food in such a positive way and like yeah. all food and a balance and yeah yeah it, i think yeah. another relationship with food is seeing food as the enemy and I think, you know, diet culture really just makes, I think, I just wish we could just take away that whole ballet skinny stereotype. I mean, at the end of the day, the ballet world is becoming way more diverse anyway. And I think with diet culture and everything on social media, it's kind of um, making, it's kind of influencing us to eat these like low carb, diets that make us lose weight and everything and at the end Mm -hmm. of the day for a dancer those kind of diets like we're not trying to lose weight we're trying to fuel our training at the end of the Mm day we dance Mm -hmm. because we love dancing not to Mm -hmm. i mean yeah i mean we do need to be you know there is like that certain aesthetic but you know you don't need to be super skinny you need to have muscle you need to be strong to be able to do these amazing moves and i think uh we need to be eating like athletes and 100 percent. so eating these like low calorie diets and everything yeah like if you're overweight like severely overweight and you need to lose a few kilos then yeah great yeah and okay for a short time not you know it's not a long-term yeah, solution like, if you're with the i guess with the advice of a nutritionist as well yeah. like not, um but yeah like if you're a dancer you know those diets they're not they're not helpful you know um, you need we need to be eating like athletes we at the end of the day we need to fuel our training and you know if we're not putting the fuel in we're just gonna make ourselves weak we're not going to be able to dance we're not going to be able to focus we're not going to have the energy and you know if you if you really are eating a good nutritious diet you're just putting yourself at the advantage you're just going to get stronger you're going to have mm-hmm. more energy you're going to be able to do more classes yeah you're so, yeah. Feel like yeah. you're dragging yourself through each day mm-hmm. which is how i felt for so long and then i just feel like i've yeah. wasted time yeah because you can't yeah. Yeah, it's a you know it's a point in your life where you couldn't work at a hundred percent all the time because 
you know you won't you won't fuel, fueling yourself for 100 percent. i completely relate to that so you know um oh i just had an idea in my head oh gosh um well i guess this is kind of interesting but well i found it interesting um i was listening to a podcast not that long ago by this guy called Duran cartel i don't know if you probably don't know who he is um he's a pt um and he kind of talks about it's really interesting hearing people like say like pts and stuff particularly like people that i follow on instagram or listen to their podcast talk about weight loss in a really comfortable way like okay. in really un be like but this is these are people who like you know when like people go on um like pt not pts but like body composition people might go on like a things called like mini cuts and i think for some people like the people i'm listening to um talk about it in a way where it kind of doesn't affect them in a like mental way that like you know how like i feel like a lot of dancers like when they try and lose weight it then gets kind of taken too far or it affects them for yeah. it you know then creates a bad relationship with food but it's really interesting to hear people talk about kind of maybe because he you know he talked about saying like oh you know when i was in a calorie deficit you know i felt like i could only just do that i couldn't do a lot like you know and then he was like and then you know when i was eating fueling and out of maintenance i was able to do so much more i had so much more energy i could go out and do stuff but i was feeling he was like and my body was kind of like rewarding me for that like i was getting stronger in the gym um so it's like i don't know and i just found that really interesting like hearing from okay. guys like a pt's point of view and like hearing yeah. it from different kind of i guess exercise people i think is interesting to hear I guess that thing but it's literally proof like yeah you know you can't put a hundred percent in if you're not kind mm -hmm. of giving yourself enough yeah I think it's all about uh just kind of putting a good light on food and not seeing it in a negative way and yeah. you know like these restrict these restrictive diets you know at the end of the day it's not only gonna make you feel rubbish but you know like physically but mentally like you can't you know you might not want to enjoy pizza nights you might not want to you know mm -hmm. eat ice cream on the beach and things enjoy your birthday mm -hmm. cakes you know go to parties um yeah food's not just about nutrition but you know it's it's something fun it's something that you enjoy with your friends and mm -hmm. you know it's food, not just it's food, so food well. your mental yeah mm -hmm. yeah and i think it's kind of important to realize that that's not necessarily a, like a bad thing in like yeah. in sense, like it's not bad if yeah like exactly like you said like the whole you know enjoying food for i guess the soul or like your mental health um yeah but you shouldn't feel like you're not allowed to do that because you know for yeah, whatever yeah. um and i'm all about sorry I just say we're humans after all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm all about kind of eating a really nutritionally dense diet because I just want to be the best that I can be. And obviously with my injury and everything, that's kind of a bit of a disadvantage. So by eating this really nutritious, healthy diet, I feel like I'm really kind of putting myself at 
more of an advantage mm. um and I just want to you know be the best version of myself I feel like it's really helping me to feel great and to mm. dance better um but there is a time and a place for snack you know treats and mm. unhealthy food I'm saying that in quotation marks, marks yes yeah. um <laughs> you know if you're say you're about to do like a two-hour ballet class maybe um pizza and chips isn't the best option you know that's not going to make you feel great that's not going to make yeah. you feel like you've got the most energy that's going to make you feel sluggish um mm -hmm. so like i'd probably reach for like a protein bar or a nice smoothie mm -hmm. but if you're like gonna be enjoying if you, you know if you're having a saturday night in Mm -hmm. with your friends watching a movie then like what's wrong with having pizza and chips you know yeah, exactly you that, every yeah. day it's all about mm -hmm. having that balance and you know mm -hmm. if you're eating a nutrition a really nutritious diet alongside that then yeah you know totally fine you're getting all the nutrients that you need yeah. um you know it's not going to hurt you to you know have a few yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly i think and I feel like part of this also plays into the whole, I guess, perfectionist thing of yeah. wanting to, I guess, have a perfect diet and eat perfectly. But I mean, in reality, there's not no such thing like, <laughs> like you can't, yeah, there's some things you can't eat perfectly or whatever you might, people might call class as perfect because it's kind of, I don't know like it's just not a thing like um and I think it's kind of important to kind of realize that at some point because you know depending you know what you go through in your past um yeah I think it's kind of important to realize that a balance like trying to come at viewing food in a more balanced approach rather than thinking that kind of everything has to be perfect um whether it be either nutri nutritionally perfect um or what you know people might have said have been good and therefore you view it as good and you know like there's the whole things with like i guess like safe foods and yeah yeah like, particularly in like the eating disorder i guess community of having like safe foods and like fear foods um and kind of realize yeah i don't know like do you know what i mean yeah i get <laughs> going off in a bit of a tangent but yeah um i don't know i think just balance i guess balance you know it can take a while but yeah yeah just you know and if you're hungry and you're like oh i've eaten too many calories today i can't eat this mm -hmm. you know if you're hungry then your body is asking your body's you, telling you yeah you know, listen exactly. to your body and it's the same with exercise like if you're feeling really rubbish and yeah you know you're like really you can't you know you're too tired to do this class you, you need a rest your body needs to recover mm -hmm. then just like sit out you know mm -hmm. you just dragging yourself through that class it's not going to benefit you it's just going to make you yeah. weak gonna, yeah. you know you're not going to be able to improve you're not going to be able to mm -hmm. concentrate what's the point just yeah. listen to your body and mm -hmm. you know you don't need to feel guilty if you don't do your workout your like morning workout um mm. 
if you don't feel like it then you don't feel like it if you mm. if you push through it and your body doesn't want to then that's not gonna do anything I mean yeah I guess some people uh feel better after working out it because yeah. you know it wakes them up and stuff but you know yeah. you know what I mean yeah. yeah I think yeah it's I think it's important to obviously like to listen to your body because at the end of the day you're you know it kind of knows what it needs and but another thing I guess like kind of going on to that is the better you fuel yourself in terms of whether it be the night before or the in the morning like say like because you know if you eat a good dinner then you're going to wake up and your muscles are going make probably aren't going to be a sore in terms exactly. of like your protein yeah. your, refueling your glycogen stores the carbohydrates um and then you will be wanting to work out and you'll be rearing to go obviously of course days are different but if you're not looking after yourself nutritiously you're going to have more days where you feel like you're going to be dragging through and pushing you through yourself through something you don't want to do because your body doesn't want to do it because it's so like bloody like on the edge yeah <laughs> like, I, just, I just think it's about knowing how to fuel your body properly as well like I know because of like what we were talking about before with all this diet culture and everything I, pe I think people see a healthy diet as like a low carb low calorie weight mm. loss diet because of all of this stuff that you see on social media yeah. when really I don't think people realize how much we need um to eat and to feel great and um you know, yeah we need to eat like athletes and I think there just needs to be people need to really just uh take the time to educate themselves on uh how we need like yeah. what kind of things mm. we need to eat and how to fuel up this body and how much we need to eat yeah yeah i think another i don't know if this is something that you experienced but um i guess i don't think i felt it personally but it's something i saw um is that you know if someone around you might start to lose weight from certain doing a certain maybe diet or eating yeah. certain products and then other people want to try it I guess innocently because unfortunately I'm pretty sure if you ask like <laughs> most answers do you want to lose weight I'm pretty sure the majority would say yes which yeah. is cool. and it's so sad I mean I don't know I haven't done a questionnaire but from what I I guess know and I feel like that would kind of be the case mm -hmm. and so then you have people trying things because it worked for someone else but the issue is you know it's not these things aren't sustainable that people are doing like exactly living off protein shakes i'm sorry to break yeah. it to you all are you really going to do that for the, the rest of your life though. you know and <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm so against all these fatty diets like mm. You know not only are they like not maintainable like when you come off them you're just gonna like gain more of the weight that you lost um, oh yeah and they're so unhealthy like yeah. you know just supplementing your diet with things that aren't food you yeah. know it's not a good idea and we're it's exactly like it's not sustainable and, like our bodies should be fueled from food not supplements yeah. and then i think they're like with that and i think with all fad diets and i guess kind of diets in general in quotation marks i'm saying that 
Um, then comes the whole idea of kind of cheat days and cheat meals. And then that kind of goes back to the beginning of viewing food, some foods as good and some foods as bad. And yeah. then, you know, then just becomes a cycle. And I think that's such a toxic cycle for so many people. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know if that's something you kind of ever saw or like see, I don't know, around you. Um, but yeah. yeah yeah definitely I think yeah I just think that labeling food as good and bad um it's just like when you do eat those bad foods you know like it just mm-hmm. like it should be enjoyable like I mean the foods that are labeled as bad is like tends to be like cakes and like things that you enjoy with your friends so like labeling it as bad like you know it makes you uh, I guess it kind of isolates you, I think, because mm-hmm. um, you don't want to go and enjoy those, you know, birthday parties and mm-hmm. things and like enjoy mm-hmm. go out for ice cream with your friends, like get a Starbucks, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it just creates a bad relationship with food. No food is bad. I just, there's a time and a place. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah definitely um and I think that sort of mentality then brings you know invites I don't know if invites the right word but like that's when the whole guilt feeling can come in yeah that's what I mean the guilt (laughs) that's just a really windy road to go down and you know it's yeah (laughs) no one wants to go down that road No. no but um yeah yeah, food is food. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, as long as you're not like feeding yourself with a ton of alcohol and artificial sweetness, food is food. You know, mm. everything in moderation. Yeah. Yeah, just it's about knowing what your body needs and when your body needs mm. it, mm-hmm. when you eat enough. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Definitely um okay so how I don't know like what would you say is something that's kind of like other than like social media how have you like what have you done I guess for yourself that you feel like has mm. kind of I guess like help you recover and mm-hmm. get to a much positive like place now like I don't know how to explain that but I don't know would you have any I guess tips to people out there who are struggling with maybe feeling guilty about eating certain foods and struggling to get out of that mindset um Mm. yeah because I think I don't know but I think there's a lot of fear because obviously a lot of this whole kind of I guess food thing is control I don't know if that's something that you yeah um and feeling a lack of control in other parts of your life Mm. and therefore turning to I guess like food to you know because that's something that you can control to a degree um and I don't know like do you have anything like what do you have to say to to help I guess people out there so my first thing would be Mm -hmm. to um just learn to 
love yourself. Um, you know, you can't compare yourself. We've spoken about this. Um, you are who you are and just your biggest competition should be yourself. Um, you don't, I mean, obviously don't like kill yourself. Don't, you know, criticise yourself too much. I mean, obviously we're all like as dancers, we are perfectionists and we just, we constantly want to be, uh, yeah, I guess just, I think don't focus on, I think, right. Okay. So we just, I think dancers just, we need to get rid of this whole drive to want to lose weight and be skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to be strong and like, we need to build muscle, especially like when we're still growing, it's so dangerous to not be fueling our body properly. I mean, if we're not, you know, if we're lacking in certain nutrients, it can have all cause all sorts of problems. Like even in the future, you know, um, I had problems with my, bone density because I wasn't eating enough calcium and then because of my injury my body couldn't um kind of handle the pressure that my injury was causing on my foot mm-hmm. and then I ended up with a stress fracture mm-hmm. um that went on a tangent <laughs> yeah. no 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 that's exactly I was actually going to add in um I think another important kind of point is if at any point at like the if if at any point like you know a dancer loses their period um particularly if they are i guess um i don't know got any like disordered relationship with food Mm. you know that's when something's going wrong because essentially um, and, you know, I've heard multiple, I guess, nutritionists talk about this and even particularly dance and sports nutrition say a female athlete should have their period. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, kind of something's wrong if you don't. <laughs> I mean, I know that like I know like I can put my hand on my heart and say like I know something's wrong and I know that I need to get like checked out, um, which is fine. I'll sort that out. But I think when like I've known dancers who has I guess gone through a point of like controlling what they're eating and have lost their period and a lot of the time it's just dismissed because unfortunately not having a period in dance is still fairly common um but it's so important and I'm going to do a separate episode on periods because you know it's so important but like like you're saying um you know if you're not having a period then your body doesn't have enough estrogen and you need estrogen to have strong bones otherwise like you just said you'll have weaker bones and you know it can lead to stress fractures um which yeah yeah not only calcium but losing your period Mm. so important was Um, that something that you i don't (laughs) i don't yeah yeah we're comfortable talking about but yeah okay yeah 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 Yeah, i think we need to be open about these things because Mm. you know i didn't have someone uh, I, I think if I had someone uh, to look up to that had been through similar things, um, mm. I don't think, I don't know, I, I think it's important. Um, mm. It was obviously YouTubers like Sarah's Day and people that have been through it that really inspired me and helped me to want to get better. So I think it's important that we put these things out there. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like I just want to turn all of those negative things that happened to me into a positive that's 
kind of one of the reasons why I started my YouTube channel because I want I I'd hate for anyone else to have to go through what I went through yeah. because I it is all about education and uh yeah just having that healthy relationship with food knowing how to fuel your body properly um mm -hmm. yeah I think it's important that we are open I don't think yeah yeah yeah, well, there's no, yeah, I think stuff like this needs to be obviously talked about because, you know, it isn't talked about enough. And no. I think, you know, the periods is a touchy subject, but I know, like, like you're saying, Sarah's day is very open about when she went through her, I guess, crazy. Well, she, what does she, she kind of talks about, like, like her shreddy, her shreddy, her, um, you know, kind of obsession, I guess, with, she went through a bit of an exercise addiction and, eating clean and she talked about how she lost her period and there are a lot of influencers out there that are kind of open about that which I think is good because it kind of not I don't say normalizes it but it kind of makes it relatable because I feel like in terms of like our life mm -hmm. I don't know if you felt that but um yeah, I don't think periods is kind of like talked about in terms of like if someone loses it or like if it's a bad thing, like no one really says that. Everyone's right. like, well, you know, maybe you're just like doing more, you know, you're a dancer. So like, you know, it's quite common to not like have a period, but like it shouldn't be like that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. That went off on a tangent again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, But yeah, back to the main question about like what you, yeah, like what do you think? Yeah. I just, um, I think it's dangerous at a young age to want to lose a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. There is obviously that certain lean aesthetic, but I think the best way to achieve this is by to build muscle, not lose the weight. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to look ripped, then you know all these amazing dancers, Marinella Nunes, Misty Copeland, they're ripped because they're muscular. Mm -hmm. um and they're like they're toned and they're defined and they're so strong and powerful when they dance because they're so you know they're so strong and I'm sure mm -hmm. they eat they eat like athletes mm -hmm. um you know like I used to follow a lot of I don't know these Russian skinny dancers and mm -hmm. you know I'd compare themselves myself to them but at the end of the day, they're probably the dancers that are going to end up with all these injuries. They're not going to be these amazing, powerful dancers on stage. Like, yeah, they can mm -hmm. all get their up. I mean, I'm not categorizing Russians. No, I, but I'm just, as an know. example, like the people that I'd follow. Mm. Um, you know, it, again, I think it's about the people that you follow. If you feel like you follow someone and you're comparing yourself to them and, you know, they they look like you but they're much skinnier and you know that's making you see yourself in a negative way then unfollow them yeah follow the get them out are, you like. yeah. yeah like follow the people who are ripped and strong and muscly you know that you you know you just i know what you mean though i know what you mean yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> about having people who you feel like a inspiring you in a positive light rather than i guess inspiring you for like a negative kind of like reason like a bit like yeah. it's inspiring you to think bad about yourself which we don't want 
Um, but I think it's also important, like talking, especially when looking up to professional dancers, um, is that, you know, you don't know one thing is genes. We talked about this before. Um, plays a massive part in how someone's body composition turns out. But also these professional dancers have been, they're so much older. They're, you know, they've been professional athletes for longer than you, especially yeah. you know, when you're, however, when, say if you're 16 and you're looking up to them, you know, how long have you been training your muscles six hours a day like they have? Exactly. Maybe only a year, maybe not even a year. Obviously, your body's not going to look like theirs. Like, yeah. even after four years, you, you know, you come out and you even, like, you can, okay, I don't know if you've ever, like, looked back and found photos of professional dancers. So, um, I don't know how to explain it, but, because obviously I don't want to judge a professional dancer, like, their body, but maybe when they're a bit younger, maybe when they're still, like, kind of navigating puberty, um mm. they might be 16 17 18 about to finish school and yeah their body might look different there than it does when they're 25 because their body has settled they have they have their own routine they're not like circumstances play a lot into that as well and i think that's really important for people to be aware of mm. and then i guess another thing i'm kind of just going on a tangent here is um i think it's really important to question when you see a professional dancer, don't always assume that they're healthy as well. Yeah, at the end of the day, health com your health comes first. And, yeah. You know, they might be an amazing, and they might look amazing, but are they is are they really going to have like a long and With, yeah. a career? Like, are they like is that really maintainable? Yeah. And I guess what I was really trying to say was mm. strive to be strong, not skinny. Yeah. And, because at the end of the day, we dance because we love dancing and mm -hmm. you can be the most incredible dancer. Mm. Um, you might not look like the stereotypical ballerina. And I think that that is so irrelevant now because the ballet world is just becoming way more diverse. And I just don't think that that's relevant anymore. Mm. I just think that we, I, dancers are becoming more and more like athletes. Mm -hmm. um, you know like you you're I on I mean on social media I've like seen these dancers doing crazy amount of turns like crazy jumps and everything and it's yeah. so impressive and that's because they're strong enough to do it you know mm -hmm. it's not all about you know yeah no I definitely agree um I think focusing on strength is really important um because it's so easy to get caught up i guess particularly if diet culture and that is around you i mean it, i think it is around everyone um but yeah i think it's i mean i've talked about this in other episodes um you know that parts of your body might be you know some everyone has I don't know where I'm trying to go with this, except that like everyone's muscular structure is different. And I think it's really important not to, we've talked about this before, but like yeah. the whole very thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the dancers, diet culture should be irrelevant. That has nothing to do with us. We're not trying to lose weight. We're not. Oh, like mm -hmm. if you're 
doing all this dancing anyway I'm sure you're not overweight um Mm -hmm. you know everyone's different everyone's beautiful we dance because we love dancing um Mm -hmm. we need to just get rid of the diet culture you know it should be athlete culture yeah yeah no 100% agree like you know look at what these olympic athletes are eating we are practically olympic athletes i mean at yeah. full-time ballet school we're dancing for like six hours a day like yeah. something crazy like that like on top of that you know we need the uh, we need to focus in all of our academic lessons and uh, you know mm-hmm. and yeah we're like being on a restrictive diet like that's just not gonna help us yeah like, that's make us weak we're not going to improve especially when we're still growing as well like you know when you're a dancer like when you're a professional and you're at your peak um you know that's when you need to I mean that not I don't know that's when you're going to be lean like that's when you will have had all this experience that's when you like like you said like you will have been training like an athlete for years and years like that's what we're striving to be so to want to be really really skinny when you're young and like lose all this weight and you know like that's not gonna get us yeah it's not sustainable exactly yeah unfortunately stuff like that you know a lot of people will stop dance because of eating disorders and stuff like that yeah which i think a lot of people forget before it kind of i guess gets uh, i have to obviously like because of it it's bad for every, anyone at any stage of i guess that sort of disordered eating journey um but for some people it gets fairly life-threatening and mm-hmm. a lot of people can stop dance you know exactly. for good because of it so i think that's something to be aware of yeah um, I just think it becomes, yeah. when you're suffering, it becomes so consuming and your training doesn't become about your love for dance. It becomes about burning calories and wanting to lose weight. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's mm. that's not why we're dancing. It's yeah. such a shame. Mm-hmm. It's just, it like, food can, you know, like, that relationship with food can just be so over overpowering that's why it's just so important to see food in such a good way because food affects your body like in such a crazy way you know definitely definitely um yeah exactly that um okay i think we covered a lot there um so much information (laughs) (laughs) um I don't know is there anything else that you kind of like want to round off on I don't have anything else to say I think we've covered a lot of ground there and a lot of very important information and hopefully (laughs) helpful information um I know is there anything that you'd like to end off on Uh, I just think um I just my advice to mm-hmm. everyone to people that are starting full-time training um people that are young wanting to know more about nutrition just you know stay true to yourself don't compare yourself to other people because you you are you at the end of the day you're ne- you're never going to look like anyone else you just strive to be the best version of you and the only mm-hmm. way you're going to do that is by 
eating a really nutritious diet and um, which will allow you to train to the best of your ability um you know that is this is kind of the reason why i wanted to come on today um and part of the reason why i started my youtube channel and everything because mm -hmm. i don't want anyone to have to go through what i went through yeah um i'm i'm trying to bring a positive from a negative and mm -hmm. yeah i just yeah just don't compare yourself and i just think education is so important especially mm -hmm. i think nutrition like is not talked about enough i think it is such an important factor in ballet training mm -hmm. definitely if you're, if you're not properly fueled then you're not going to be able to train to the best, the best yeah and an unhealthy relationship with food is just going to ruin everything so yeah. <laughs> exactly. um yeah no it's been so great to talk to you izzy um yeah no it's been great having you on um so where can just let the listeners know where they can find you um on like social media on your youtube i'll leave it all in the links down below of the podcast but just given your handles on the so my main instagram account is um at isabel underscore falcus and mm -hmm. i also have a food account where i like to post some of my favorite uh, nutritious recipes which i like to fuel my ballet training with which is the ba the ballerina dot foodie yeah I think that's i'll leave it down below don't worry i also have i also have my youtube channel which is just is and that's kind of just um where i post like a few vlogs and i talk about uh food and things and um i'm kind of just like keeping a log of my journey to become a professional dancer which hopefully yeah, <laughs> yeah lovely um yeah that was great um really enjoyed chatting about everything and i'll leave everything down below so you guys can go and follow izzy and check out her youtube and anything if you have any questions um i'm sure you know if you have any questions to ask her i'm sure she'd be happy yeah definitely you guys um so yeah i think we'll end it there thank you everyone for listening to today's episode i hope you enjoyed it Make sure to like and subscribe on whatever podcast thing you're listening on. Um, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review or rate it. Much appreciated if so. Um, and I'll see you all next week. Well, yeah, you can all hear me again next week. <laughs> um, but thanks so much. Um, bye. Bye.